All right, man. I'm sure you've probably seen this a lot too. You and I, obviously, we we're we're on TikTok pretty often. We we both interact on TikTok a lot. We do stuff for this podcast on TikTok. But I have started to notice some things, and I wondered if you noticed them. And I was actually gonna. I found something that I thought was really cool. I'm gonna share this with you today because I want to see what you think about the fact that. I mean, and I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. TikTok. People on TikTok essentially have their own language. Have you kind of noticed yes, this do. everywhere? Yes, they absolutely do. It's like, it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting and, and and confusing when you first get there. But it's, uh, extreme, no, go, it's extremely yeah. confusing. I mean, these people. <laughs> I say these people. We're we're them, by the way. We yeah. th- this this TikTok <laughs> culture. We're we're literally creating and making up our own language and i found something that i thought i wanted to bring to you today because i thought this would be really fun because i want to ask you to see what of this language has kind of permeated your brain already so what i'm gonna do this is gonna be a fun little exercise so stick with me for a second okay i'm gonna tell you a few tiktok words is what we'll just call them tiktok phrases and i want you to see if you can tell me what you think they mean all right so i'm gonna gonna start with one or two easy ones so, so one that I see everywhere is just the word slay. When you hear slay, <laughs> what does that what does that mean to you? When you see that on a video, what does that probably mean to you? I, I don't know. I actually don't know there. I mean i I feel like the just the people I hang out with, I hear slay a lot. Yeah. Um I don't know what that says about me, but to me <laughs> it is go crush it, man. Just go yeah. slay. Um that's it. So that's 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 what I think about. Um but yeah, that uh, that came from a very interesting place for me. But yeah, TikTok is definitely I. You know, now that I think about it, I do see that there quite a bit. So see, I love that you see it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, what you said yeah. is exactly it. It's just a metaphor for killing it, right? That's it's yeah. You're slaying. You're you're doing good. All right. So, what about uh, have you seen? <laughs> I don't know how you how you feel about this. This is kind of funny. But you have, have you seen quiet quitting? Have you seen that oh, phrase yeah. anywhere? What is oh, geez. What, what does that mean to you? Uh, quiet quitting is, uh, there is a whole movement in, um, folks that feel they have been abused at their job for years. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, you don't actually quit. You just do the bare minimum, um, while you're at work. Um, which I, I don't know. This is, this is what's really interesting to me. Um, I'm just kind of like, well, you know, this is just, uh, this is just also what we call bad management, right? Man, like no doubt it, yeah it, it's it's amazing to me what happens when you pay people pretty well and you give them uh, a mission um but yeah when you pay people pretty poorly and uh yeah quiet quitting they're not going to quit on you but they're just going to do the bare minimum which to be fair if they're literally doing what you tell them to do aren't they doing their job so yeah, yeah there's this whole it, I, i've pissed a lot of people off that are <laughs> that are listening to this right now um <laughs> I guarantee you someone's going to throw something political at me. And I'm not being political. I'm just like, <laughs> these people are literally just doing what you have in the job description, right? Right. And if not, you can f- – anyways. But, like, yes, I hear this a lot yeah. uh, coming from this particular generation. Um, and uh, they're not actually <laughs> – I don't know who actually came up with this term, but I'm pretty sure it's not the actual generation that's talking about it. Yeah. It's the, it, the, this was a very, very, very big media thing. So, yeah, you can get on both sides of it. You can talk about it how you want. Um but well, yeah, I thought, I thought it was so I funny. I have and my it, opinion, and it kind of well, it, I mean, and it fits into kind of what we talk about all the time. So what it is, it's and this is how they define it on this article that I read. It's a rejection of hustle culture, and it's a reclaiming of work life balance. Okay, well, but so so we obviously, I when I read that, I read that in kind of a <laughs> negative tone. But in our head, we hear hustle culture. We're like, yeah, man, get out there and kill it. Go hustle. Get what you got to get. 
But then also, we also, from the same side of our mouth, talk about developing a work-life balance and living this backpack lifestyle and stuff like that. So I was, this is what I don't exactly connect with because I kind of see, <laughs> I kind of feel it both ways, right? <laughs> well, and I, and I think the idea is, you know, you want to get me really going on this. This is something <laughs> that we're seeing an old way of working is dying yeah, and yeah. A, a new way a new way of working is coming on. And it was all sort of brought on by certain things. But yes, very, very big thing that we see on TikTok right now because it is something that has been thrown at this generation as a negative and uh the problem is, is you know, we do have to fix the way that work works. And I think people that have been working for years um, in, in that culture that are older think, yeah, things need to get better. But, you know, I think sometimes it's hard to sort of put your finger on what is better when it's what you're used to. So, but yeah, it's like it's such a big TikTok thing right now. And I see it all over the place, too. It's well, well, so funny. I, I mean, you know, obviously, we're, we're very simp. I don't know if you saw what I did there. We're very simp because that's us expressing sympathy. There's another one. Um, we, uh, we that's not that you. You should be careful with that one. That's not what simp means everywhere on the internet, my friend. Oh gosh. Um, okay. Well, I'm so, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do a deep dive on the side. Cut, cut, to figure, cut, cut, cut. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> we'll fix that uh, in editing. Um, that, that'll be taken care of. Um, yeah. So what? One thing that we do right before we get on every single podcast. I, I don't, uh, I say I do this because I definitely do. I check my hair. I check my face. I make sure I sound good, stuff like that. We're doing a vibe check. That's what yes. that is. Vibe, a vibe check. A hundred percent. And I think, uh, you know, when you get into sort of this world, it is important to get your vibe checks in before the camera turns on. Um, so <laughs> one of my big vibe checks is usually um, I, have a, I have a standing desk back there. And so the vast majority of the time when I'm doing webinars, I have to like up that desk and uh, that is sort of one of my vibe check things is I can literally quantify this with sales. Yeah. Um, when I'm standing up talking, my sales go up. Oh, when wow. I'm sitting down, I, I absolutely see my sales not as much as when I'm standing up. And like I have literally tested this over the years ad nauseum. And it's not a perfect test, but like it's crazy to me like what you can do when you figure out all these little vibe checks and things that you can do. And <laughs> And, you know, I think this actually kind of bleeds into our topic today, which is yeah. uh, video um, and, and how to do it the right way and, you know, some, some cool things. And so, you know, we've got some big things. What are we talking about today? That's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how, you know, we've officially done our vibe check. We're all set. We're good to go. And we, you know, maybe we've sound uh, less cool than we ever have in the last few minutes. <laughs> but, but it's all about we've done it. Here we are. We're recording it. We're putting ourselves out there. We're creating video content. And that's what we're talking about, how to be able to create video content that can actually ignite a business, ignite, uh, you know, a marketer, an entrepreneur, whatever it is, and how you've actually done it in your business to, to really grow and expand. And uh, I think it's going to be a really cool conversation. Yeah, man. Let's dive in. Let's do it. All right, man. I'm really excited to get into this day today. Uh, I think it's safe to say, man, that you in general wear a lot of hats in your business. I, I think you'll probably agree with that. Um, but one of, one of those hats that I noticed that you really lean into, you put a real premium on is video. And we've talked yeah. about it actually here before. And you and I have talked about it on the side um, that you've actually done the analytics of your business performance and you've been able to tie you know, specific peaks in your business to the correlation to when you're doing video, right? Like that's such a really cool thing. So let's start there. When you are thinking about video content, you're producing video content and what it means to your business, what does it mean? What's your, what's, what's kind of your philosophy, your reasoning 
behind you doing video as much as you do? Uh, there's a ton of businesses out there online these days. And, um, you know, with every single one of those businesses, you have to look at kind of what's the thing that makes those businesses stand out as their products stand out. Well, good. That's a must, right? You have to yeah. do that. Um, but the thing that sort of goes down to the core of all businesses out there is we want to do business with people that we can look in the eye, period. Mm -hmm. That's like some, this is like this built in human thing of, you know, that goes back probably just thousands of years is that we want to exchange and we want to do businesses, business with these people that we can actually look in the eye. And this is, I, I'm sure there's some weird caveman stuff that's built into this. Um, <laughs> But the idea is when you can get on video for your business and you can speak to people and you can look at them this way that we're looking at the camera right now, for those of you that are actually watching this, not listening, um, things change. Things change. You look at this in a different way. I guarantee you somebody that's just listened to the podcast before versus somebody that's actually turned on uh, like YouTube or maybe watches this on TikTok and you know those bits and pieces, it's a different vibe when you get to actually see us going back and forth. And so from a perspective yeah. of sales um, – I know that we break through a wall um, pretty instantly when I get on camera and I start to talk. Hmm. And, you know, the first year of this online business that I had was basically no video. Um, it was very much sales pages and PDFs and things like that. And there was not a lot of um, video stuff. But I, I looked around because, you know, in that first year, I was like, well, maybe this is going to go away. <laughs> you know, maybe this business won't last. Uh, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm in the chiropractic office. I'll, I'll do that for the rest of my life. Um, but this business is cool. And I'd like for it to not go away because I really enjoy this online business stuff. What are the people that are doing significantly better than me doing differently? Hmm. And so first year I had banked about, um, I think I had banked about $50,000 into an account, you know, just selling information. Sure. And, and I was, I was very jazzed about this because I was like, well, this is a great little business, but tax time was coming up. And I was like, there was, you know, I was like, I need to spend some money on my business at the end of the year. So that I get to, you know, get something out of it. And this is a perfectly legitimate thing to do right now to, you know, I've made this money. It's, there's not a lot of expenses with this. What am I going to do? Right. And, Around that same time, I was like, okay, um, all the people that are making more money than me doing what I do, their faces on video. That's mm. it. That, that is the core difference between what I'm doing and what they're doing. And, and of course, there were some differences uh, other than that. But that was one of the things I could immediately put my finger on. So uh, what I did was is I got online and I went to, uh, I think it's B&H Photo Video, whatever that site is. It's like a huge photo video site that okay. they sell equipment. And I went on a little bit of a purchasing spree. I bought uh, a pretty pro quality camera for the time um, that I could use to um, record myself and, and get myself on camera. I, you know, I did a lot of research beforehand. I, I remember I, I looked up. Uh, I was really into Brendan Bouchard. Um, okay. Brendan Bouchard. For all of you that don't know who this cat is, he is a really, really cool, in my opinion, um, pioneer of internet marketing. And he was really good on video. And I remember he had done this thing where he actually went through his equipment list. And um, I looked it up and I just basically bought a bunch of stuff that he had. And so I bought the camera that he had. I bought the wireless microphone system that he had. And um, and, and I was just like, okay, what, what lights does he use? And I bought those too. Nice. And so, you know, I spent some money on it. And that whole next year, 
I started recording myself on video and, and I was not polished at all. Um, it was not like I had trouble talking, but I was not polished into looking to a camera and, and being, you know, and understanding what I was supposed to do and how, so what, how what I did came off. Go ahead. Yeah, what kind of stuff were you doing? Like uh, when you say you're putting yourself on camera, like what kind of things <laughs> were you doing just to kind of get your feet wet? Uh, I was literally getting on camera and doing like, um, so I would write a sales letter for like a product, but I got okay. to the point where I was actually doing a video, like, which kind of going through this stuff too. Had no idea what I was doing. And I was like literally just talking into the camera and yes. crossing my fingers, right? Well, and yeah. but I put I put it up I, I put it online man and um you know I can trace some of that stuff back and it was pretty pretty poor <laughs> um but but I was getting on camera and the thing was is um as bad as it all was I mean like the first month that I did it the income monthly shot through the roof hmm. like it was just a marked difference between what I was doing before and what I was doing after because. I believe that people were like, oh, this is that Atkins guy that we've, you know, kind of heard something about, but like there's a face, you know, and, and that's that's what he looks like. And I think sometimes some people get into this mode of I don't want to be on video because I'm not good at it. Um, that worked for me. Uh, people were like, oh, this is a real person. This yeah. is not this is not some polished salesperson. This is just a real person who lives you know, in Arkansas, Missouri, and um, he's doing his thing. And if he can do it in Arkansas, Missouri, he's not from New York. He's not from L.A. He's not someone that has a lot of experience. Obviously, you can tell from this video, <laughs> but he's doing it. He's and he's making money doing it. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in on this. And so, you know, it wasn't that it was incredibly polished at first. It was just that we were doing it, putting ourselves out there and people were able to bond with me in a way that they weren't able to before. And that was the big thing with video to start is like a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to start doing video until I have a plan. You don't have to do that. A lot of people just want to see you on camera. I have a very good friend that just ran for a school board in her town and uh, the town that we're all from. She yep. was, uh, she was actually our class president, man. Cause we mm -hmm. mean you went to school together yep. and you know, I was her vice president. And so I've, I've gotten to know her over the, you know, of course when we were in school, but over the years as we were planning reunions and she ran for school board and you know, I think one of the really cool things that she did uh, over the last few weeks before the election is she really got on video. And and I didn't, you know, I didn't think that these were overly produced videos. It wasn't like there was this big expensive setup. She sat down and she talked about her issues. And I, you know, yep. she could have done that on a website and something written. And she absolutely had some things like that done. But like the idea was like watching her come back and forth. You got more of the human element of who she was. And I think that's important. I think mm -hmm. that, you know, when people are making decisions, if they feel like you're talking back at them, it's important. So from very much a perspective of where I started with this, it was, I don't know what I'm doing, but I see what other people are doing. I'm going to try to do this. And I just started getting out there. And as bad as it was, there was a reaction. There was results right out of the gate. Now, moving down the road, we started figuring out more of what we were actually doing, Um and I guess we can get into that, but, but that was the start of it all. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think everyone within earshot of this podcast, everyone that we talk to can learn something from the fact that sometimes you just got to do it, right? Like that's all it takes. Turn on the damn camera, you know, turn on the microphone, just talk, just speak from the heart, speak about what you know, because every business owner that we know has a great deal of knowledge about the business they work in. So all you got to do is turn the camera on and talk about it. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, Rod. Definitely want to ask you some specific stuff about that. But so as you've kind of graduated more towards, you know, kind of the, some of the more recent stuff that you've been doing, what kind of over, over that time, what kind of content have you seen 
really produce, like really uh, drive success. So, yeah, and, and then also, you know, and, and kind of a two-part question here for yourself, but then also what about the businesses that you're working with? What kind of content are you seeing that they're producing or you're, you're setting up for them that are seeing the best results? So when I first started, there was one video in particular that took off for me. Okay. Um, and when Facebook first kind of started with the news feed, um, that first started to kind of come out um, that, you know, you'd see your friends pop up in your newsfeed. This seems like ancient history at this point, by the way. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when this first started to come in, not a lot of people understood why that you would show up in a newsfeed, like from a Facebook page, because this is back when Facebook pages were just starting to come into play, too. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of under people understood why Facebook would pick something from a page or something from your friend, why it would end up in your newsfeed. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I understood very quickly that because I was in depth with this stuff, I just was a nerd for it. That there's there was this thing back then called Edge Rank, and uh, Edge Rank was actually an algorithm that um, would put people you know, put people into your newsfeed or businesses into your newsfeed. And if you understand at that time how Edge Rank kind of works, um, you could use it to your advantage. And so, literally, one of my one of my vid early videos that actually ended up on YouTube, I'm pretty sure it's still there. We can probably link to it is me looking ridiculous, number one. Um, but I'm in a T-shirt. I'm in, I think, a backwards hat, like a green backwards hat, blue T-shirt, no color coordination, by the way. Um, <laughs> and a weird-looking beard. Uh, but behind me on this wall, because I had also painted this wall with, like, so I could whiteboard on a wall. Sure. And um, so I, I literally have a formula written behind me that is the edge rank formula. Oh. And, um, and I just... Uh, on the video, very awkwardly, I'm explaining this edge rank thing. And I mean, I have customers to this day, um, business partners to this day that literally can trace back their first interaction with me as that video. So it just started off as me being like, hey, if you want to know how to do this, let me explain it to you. Yeah. And this is going to help with what you're trying to do in your business. And so, you know, it always goes back to that formula. We've talked about this a ton of times. Who I am. This is what I got for you. This is what it'll do for you. This is what you need to do next. Yeah. I don't even know if there was a this is what you need to do next on that video. <laughs> um, at that time, I was just like, let's just get some reps. Let's get some practice doing this. And so that was one of the first videos that drove a ton of customers um, my way at the time because it gave people the perception that not only does this person maybe understand something that I don't, but this person made this make sense to me. Yeah. And I think that's that's the key. Yeah, so that's the key. You Not, not only did you turn on the video and you explain to someone about specifically, uh, you know, kind of what you know about the knowledge that you had, but you kind of, you kind of shared that knowledge with someone. So that had to be the very beginning of, of everything that you do every single day of your life now. Right. And it, you know, at the time it was YouTube. I, I just uploaded yeah. it to YouTube. Uh, I had built up a list of customers at that point. I believe I sent my customers, you know, the, uh, the link to the YouTube video. And that was, that was the start of it for me. That's awesome. And from there, it was like, okay, what else can I put on YouTube that maybe is helpful to people? And, you know, right around that time, I was really starting to get into the whole, let me teach you something in an hour. Mm -hmm. um, where you, Maybe you, you see my face, maybe you don't see my face sometimes, but let me teach you something in an hour. So at the very least, my voice is, is on something teaching you yep. what's happening. And at the time, like I said, there was no pitch at the end. There was probably no call to action. It was quite literally, here's something I know because I have read about it and learned about it and done things to experience it myself in an exhausting nature. And that's when I really started in webinars hmm. is I started to understand 
you know, that I could convey knowledge uh, and people would actually show up to listen to me convey this knowledge about this, this stuff that I knew about. Sure. And I had been at that point very into watching other people's webinars and I started to very quickly get a sense of where they would lose me. Hmm. Like, even though this person was extremely smart, there was stuff for me to learn from them. I have a tough time focusing on things if they're not laid out a certain way. And this is this is something that drives me crazy. So like I, I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to improve myself. But if somebody can't deliver information a certain way, it's hard for me. And so I get very frustrated. And so one of the things that I started to develop really quickly that you can really pull apart in everything that I do is I will break every piece of video that we do into chapters. Hmm. And, you know, even these podcasts are sort of designed that way. Yeah. But that's the idea is every piece of video that I would do that was long form, like an hour long webinar, um, we would go in and we would break it down. Here's part one. Here's part two. Here's part three. Here's part four. We would put that in the very front of it. Uh -huh. And so before we even really got started, you knew this is this is what we're getting to. These, this is how this is going to be broken up. And let's say you, later on you watched it and you wanted to skip to something, you knew what you were looking for in the skip. And so not only did I have a table of contents, it's contents at the beginning, but for every section of my teaching on a webinar, I would have a slide that would kind of mark out, this is the beginning of this section and this is the end. Yeah. And so my content really quickly became something that was not only, I think, good for people that were showing up live. But it was also something that was that had a lot of long-term value for people because they knew they could always go back to it and quickly get to what they needed yeah. rather than having to watch the whole thing. And I think that's the thing that we miss a lot of times is some of the stuff that we're talking about, even if it's great stuff, people don't care about. They care about this one piece. And so hmm. are you setting up your content in a way where people can skip around to the thing that's most relevant to them? That's how you can start appealing to a lot more people. And like I said, all that is for most of it is like eighth grade English. It's put the things in the first part, your introduction, that you're the four things that you're going to talk about. And then, yep. you know, and then that next section, make sure they've got places where they can go. And that's the thing. If people can navigate your content easier because you give them visual cues in your content, that's great. One of the things that I, when I'm doing face videos, if you want to make your face videos more valuable and you're teaching four things, have some sort of visual cue that pops up at the bottom of the screen, like a graphic that pops in part one, you know, this part two, this. People will be able to like go back and forth really, really quickly through stuff. That makes your content more valuable right there because they don't have to listen to the whole damn thing to get what they actually want mm -hmm. out of that. And I think that you know, just a, a clever little hack to make everything you do more valuable is think about your video content like a book and put those little visual cues to let people jump from chapter to chapter and go to the ones that they want to. Yeah, that makes sense. A hundred percent sense. And, and, and I think a lot of different, uh, you know, businesses, marketers, entrepreneurs out there can, can learn a lot from that. So, and, and I want to make sure that we come back to this because I, sure. obviously you're building on the things that you're doing specifically to kind of build your piece. But how does that translate to me as a, as a small business owner? If I'm, if, you know, if I'm a chiropractor, if I'm a, uh, you know, we talk about pizza restaurants all the time, you know, a lot of the business owners that we work with all the time that are, that are, you know, either dipping their toes into producing video content or, you know, maybe they've been doing it for a long time, but not seeing the best results. You know, how does, how does what you do every single time you put on a video translate to what they can do? 
Well, so one of my va- one of my favorite uh, burger places um, that you've got in St. Louis, I don't have here. Um, it, it's uh, the, it originated in New York, um, but it's the Shake Shack, I believe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so one of my favorite pieces of video content for any small business that they've ever done is there is a clip of the guys that started Shake Shack uh, teaching people how they make their famous burger, hmm. like how they how they make the sauce. No, it's not the exact recipe. But it's from the people that actually made the exact recipe, and they they give you an approximation of how to do it. And it's literally them walking through how to make this burger. Wow. And so, you know, right away, I love this burger. I can't get it anywhere close to me. I go in my kitchen. I make it. It's one of the best burgers I've ever made at home. Like, I mean, it it blows anything else that I've ever done away or anybody, most of the people around me have ever done, in my opinion. Uh, But it's not because – I'm incredibly talented. It's because I stole this great piece of content from these people that are pros at it. Here's the thing. Does that make me want to go to Shake Shack any less? No. It actually makes me want to go there more. Hmm. And that's the thing. They taught me something. They gave me this little thing that improved my life a little bit. And I am more endearing, endeared to that brand now because not only do they have something good, but they taught me something too. And so the second that you kind of move over from that spot of being a producer that people can buy something from you to being a producer that produced a piece of content that taught someone how to do something themselves you live in a different part of their brain forever Mm. and every time i'm in st louis i will go out of my way to go to their restaurant and get something Um, every time i'm in any city that has one because not they're not just a restaurant to me now there's somebody that's taught me something and so you know I, i think you know as a chiropractor as a you know restaurant Go teach people something. It's not going to cause people to come see you less. That's the thought that a lot of really small-minded – I don't want to say small-minded people. I want to say people that are sort of stuck in a small-minded business process um, because everybody can change. And I I think when you're sort of stuck in this small-minded business process, you think if I teach somebody that's going to keep them out of my business uh, or to do something at home that I would do in my business that you were losing business. No. Nobody is coming to a restaurant most of the time um, because they couldn't do something at home. They're coming out for a special occasion. They're coming out for social. They're coming just to get out of their house because they don't want to do the work that night. And so show them how to do something. Show them how to – and when you do that, you are locked into their brain, especially if they can watch you doing it. Like I have watched so many how to make pizza videos in the last little bit, (laughs) um, and I I am 100% locked to some of these folks and I will seek out where they actually work when I'm in their city to go to their place because they are locked in my brain. Now chiropractors too, you know, that's where I come from. And like some of the best things that I ever did to grow my practice was just create a little video that would teach people how to get rid of tension headaches, how to get rid of some low back pain on their own. Did they still come into my office? Did they come into my office more because of that? Because I taught them something. I branded myself in their head forever and always as the expert. And if I'm branded in their brain as the expert, it means that nobody else around me can hold that same spot. So all my competitors are instantly down here Hmm. because I hold that spot in their brain as a teacher. And if I've taught them something that worked even just a little bit for them, then I am there. I am their choice because I'm in that spot in their brain that helped them without expecting them to come in and pay for that help. And so I, I think that's the thing is it's when you can break down something that you're breaking down anyways in your business, like all this stuff that was on my, you know, chiropractic video stuff was just stuff I was doing in my office every day. 
Yeah. All this stuff that, you know, for the restaurant owners that we've helped, I'm just like, you guys are making this recipe 40 times a day. Get it on video once and just explain it. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that really start to make a difference because you realize I'm doing all this stuff anyway. Somebody turn a camera on and get this on video so that we can use it as content. And when you start to do that, you stand out above every single person that is out there um, on the planet. One of the one of the big things, you know, we're you know you know this. We're we're looking to buy a bar, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we're looking to do in that bar is to show people how how the sausage is made. Like really show them the pieces of the puzzle of check out this new drink and this is how you can make it at home. Most people aren't going to make it at home, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. This is how this is how we make our pizza. Most people aren't going to make it at home. They're just not going to. But if you give people those pieces of the puzzle, it puts them in a spot where they are far more likely to do business with you. And there's something very, very powerful to putting yourself in a position of authority by teaching someone else a skill. We as human beings assign big value to people that make us smarter, people that give us these little tricks. We never forget it. Like I know that all of us, you know, we can think back to our parents, our grandparents, you know, people that we were growing up with, our friends that taught us this one little thing. And we can, we can like literally go back to when, when they taught it. There's Mm -hmm. a specific instance that's programmed into our brain because it's not just the skill, it's the memory of when it was taught to us. And if you can put yourself in that spot in someone's brain as a business, everything is different. Those are the ones that really start to stand out. So from a perspective of like just doing video, it's not about being professional. It's not like, it's not really about looking cool. It's, can you teach somebody a skill that you have? And even if you do it awkwardly, uh, you win. And I think that's the important part to think about. Dude, it's like you read my mind because I, that's exactly where my head's going. And I want to ask you specifically, and it's it's because of all the businesses that you and I talk to on a very regular basis. And I and I know that there are a lot of them out there because we do talk to them, that they're they're intimidated about the idea of putting video content out. And for a variety of reasons, right? Maybe they're embarrassed or they're not comfortable being on camera or they worry about, you know, how to how do I how do I write a script? How do I produce or post content? Or maybe they're just unsure of how to you know find their voice in general. So what what kind of advice do we have for for business owners out there that are like that? Because there man, there's a lot of them, and we have a lot of conversations, and we give a lot of advice all the time. But this is a great platform to do that. Um, I think it's okay to suck at first, and you got to give yourself permission to be really crappy at first. Um, You only get polished at something by doing it. You don't get polished because of natural ability most of the time. Sure, there's people that look like, you know, we're born for the camera, but they're extremely rare. And I I think that the key for me has just been an incredible amount of self-imposed training. Um, And anytime I feel like, you know, I'll watch myself. I I rarely watch myself back, but when I do watch myself back, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this could be better. How, why does this this piece of content not look like this person over here that I think is doing a great job? And then I will go look for the solution to that, and then we we figure it out, right? Yeah. But I think in, I think at the core of you don't need a lot of edits, you don't need a lot of fancy stuff um, added to your video. You could literally pull your phone out and do you know a video a day or a video every few days. And if you did a video a day, even if it was like a minute long, a video every couple days after. A month to two months, you're going to be really good. You're going to be really good. And that's just from a perspective. If for nothing else, you were doing a minute video, minute, two-minute video, you're watching yourself back, 
your brain will instinctively learn things to do on the video so that you don't look certain ways. And it's just a pattern of doing things. And like I said, if you go into that four-part structure that we talked about, this is who I am. This is what I've got for you. This is what it's going to do for you. And this is what you need to do next. If you think about that, um, that is the key to all of it. Um, you know, and, and it's as simple as, hey, my name is Ben Atkins, and today I'm going to teach you how to make a Moscow mule. Now, the reason you may want to do this is you may want to impress people at your next party with a really great tasting drink that you can make really, really fast. So let's walk through it. We make the Moscow mule, blah, 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 blah. And okay, so if you love this uh, and you'd love to kind of come and see what this should taste like, come down to our new spot here. You get the idea. Yeah. But that's it. Like it was that simple. You taught somebody something that they could do on their own. You gave them a reason to come down to your place. And that's that's the structure of what a really good video should be like. It's not complicated. But I think, like you said, the, the key here is, is understand you're going to suck at first. Yeah. And be okay with that. And understand that most people out there, um, they forget these things. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody really cares about what you're doing. They care about what they're doing. But when you start to put yourself out there that way, it will start to light them up so that they do care. If you screw it up, they're not going to care. They'll forget about it. But if you don't, if you start to sort of get your legs underneath you, they will remember the things that you do right. And so that's what I always love, man. When you're doing video, when you're doing anything like this, people forget your missteps. We don't like – in our head, we don't think people ever forget our missteps because we yeah. never do, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but people forget our missteps because they got other crap to worry about. What people don't forget is the really, really cool stuff that you did. And typically out of everything that I do, man, um, let's say I did 100 things this year. People are going to remember three of them. Um, and that's okay. That's a good ratio because three three things that I did right can make me a fortune. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is if, if you're in business and you want to grow the business, video is like the number one thing I can tell every single person that is the outlet for you. That will get you there quicker than anything is putting your business and putting yourself on video and being personal with people. People will want to get behind you if they can look you in the eye and they can hear your voice. But the key is, is you have to get out there. You have to be okay with the fact that the first 20 videos that you do are not going to be where you want them to be. But those first 20 videos that you do are going to get you to the place where the next 100 are going to be great. And when I say great, they're going to look the way that you want them to look. They may not all resonate with people, but out of those next 100 videos, you'll get the ones that do. And that's enough. That is enough. Most of the people I know that have huge followings online, they have huge, huge stuff going on for them. It started with one little video. One of my favorite people that I follow on YouTube, Peter McKinnon, he's this great, great storyteller. He's a great cameraman um, in terms of like he's just a wonderful photographer, but also video content's amazing. Um, So videographer too. But Peter started, Peter was putting some stuff out. His career started because of one video. There was one video that was like a minute long where he was doing some things and this thing just blew up for him. What people miss is all the stuff that came before that. They miss all the misses, but like nobody cares because now like everything Peter puts out, he's got this huge audience that's watching because he started with this little video that worked. But they people forget there was all these videos before this video mm-hmm. that didn't work. He stumbled on what he was doing because he was doing it consistently. And I think that's the thing is set yourself up a plan in your business for video. Okay. This is the number one secret to doing video. Set yourself up a plan where every single week you are going to shoot two videos that you're just teaching something 
about your business or about what you do that people could get benefit from. And just every single week, say, I'm going to do two of these. I'm going to do them on Monday at five o'clock and I'm going to do them and I'm going to put them out there no matter what. All right. So we're going to do them on Monday. We'll push them out on Tuesday and, and Thursday, right? But every single week doing it. And what will happen is after four or five weeks, you're going to get really, really comfortable with yourself on video. You're going to get really, really comfortable with teaching people things. And here's the fun part. People are going to start responding to your video and telling you more of what they actually want. And then as you hone that in, that's when you start to go viral. That's when you start to blow up because you understand what people are actually wanting to hear from someone sitting in your level of expertise. And then the gloves are off, man. It, it just goes crazy. Yeah, it's really funny. You Something you said just then made me think of something else too. I, I read an article recently, and check this out. <laughs> Tom Hanks, yeah, maybe the, maybe the biggest movie star in, in – on, on planet Earth, right? right? Right. There was an article recently that I read that he said, and I think he's made something along the lines of a hundred movies, which is unbelievable. He said that he thinks he's made three or four good movies in his career. <laughs> and I think about that. I'm like, dude, Tom, what? <laughs> like, I could think of 1520 right off the top of my head that right. I absolutely love that he's in, but that's how he feels. And that's how he. You're talking about the the hundred videos that you deliver. Maybe three of them are going to land, but three of them land for this person, and then another three land for this person, and then ten land for this person, and and then then all of a sudden you've got virality behind you. So obviously on a much grander scale, but Tom Hanks is preaching the same thing you are, man, and so that's that's what it's all about. I think that's that's awesome. Well, that's the thing. You look at you know he says he's done a hundred movies. I don't know if he's actually done a hundred movies, but let's say he says he's done a hundred movies. Um, we can think of like probably fifteen to twenty that we absolutely love. Absolutely. Uh, he he can think of probably three that he thinks are you know really really good. And I think that is such a perspective of looking at this as the way it is. Is looking at it as an artist. You know, you get to be really really good at what you're doing by doing it a lot. Now maybe you're doing chiropractic a lot. Maybe you're doing pizza a lot. Maybe, you know, whatever your skill may be, that is your core skill. What video is, is video is this skill that you can learn that gives you a megaphone to get more customers. And this is my thing. This is why I believe that every single business out there should learn to do video at least on a low level. Because if you learn to do video on a low level, everything that you're already skilled at uh, gets pushed out there. And then that's the thing. Once you have this audience that starts to come because you're putting yourself on video, everything that you do is going to improve um, drastically because number one, feedback. But number yeah. two, you get more comfortable in how you present these things. And so I think that's the thing is the people that never really grow their business, the people that never really get any bigger than a certain level, it's because they are afraid that if they put themselves out there, they're going to lose what they already have. That mm -hmm. is rarely the case. That is rarely, rarely the case, but they have to protect what they have, right? Yep. The idea here is this. When you start putting yourself out there, you will make some missteps. It will not cause you to – unless you're just a terrible person. Uh, <laughs> and some of you may be listening to this. I don't know. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the idea is if you put yourself out there, what's going to happen more often than not is you're going to create a little mini community. Like we have a little mini community of people that listen to this podcast. We, we really do. We have a little mini community of people that buy our products. Now, I mean, grand scheme of things, um, it is a mini community. I don't think it's a mini community. It's a lot of people. Yeah. But, you know, but in the grand scheme of things, it is a mini community. And that's the thing that you got to realize. Once you have that mini community, that community will help you shape your thing that you're doing into something that is more polished that will cause you to be in a spot 
to where you can appeal to a mass audience. And, and that's the thing. That never happens if you don't start putting yourself out there. And so, you know, the challenge that I have to everybody that wants to grow their business is is maybe terrified of getting on video is just do one to two videos a week, put them out there. Let people see them, be afraid, you know, but step off that ledge, create some of this stuff, follow the formula that we already talked about, teach people something. Even if you don't call people to action, if you, if you don't ask them to come in, if you teach people how to do something, they're coming closer to you. They're going to want to get behind you. And I think that's the thing. Once you start doing that, put out enough content, you're going to stumble onto what we call your content. It's like your thing. Yep. And hardly anybody I know that does what we do, that does video, that does marketing the way we do, hardly anybody I know had a plan that worked. <laughs> I, I, they just didn't. Yep. What happened was they had a plan they did it, and along the way, something happened that a light bulb went off in their head that like, oh, it was all – we accidentally stumbled into something that worked for us, but we accidentally stumbled into something that worked for us because we were constantly doing and putting things out there so that we could find those accidents. And that's the thing. With video, if you were to literally trace my video experience along the way, you will see points to where I did something – and it worked, and then almost everything after mimicked that. Yep. Like you can literally follow the timeline of people of when they did something that they got a different response, a positive response, that everything started to look that way. And, and this week, man, absolutely this week, we did some things differently. I mean, I made the tiniest of altercation to what I was doing in something last week, very, very tiny thing, mm -hmm. and got a huge response. And then this week, I said, okay, we're going to take that. We're going to do it again, but we're going to change this other small variable immediately, a bigger response than the week before. Wow. And, it, and that's all it is. It's those little accidents that you fall into because you're doing things on a consistent basis where things start to happen. And if you're putting yourself out on video, you're going to get a response, number one. Like that is the, it's just so hard not to get a response when you're putting video out. And when I say put it out, just go share it to your Facebook page. Yeah. Share it to your Instagram. Like we're not talking anything crazy. Yeah. But once you start getting that response, you're going to start to understand these little things that you can do that take it to the next level. Plus, you feel a little more comfortable because you see yourself looking back at you and you're like, okay, don't do that again. <laughs> don't do that again. And over the span of a few weeks, things start to get easier. Awesome. Every in every single podcast we do, you and I sit down, we talk about the things that we're learning from the things that we're doing, right? But we're also always learning from other people. And you've already mentioned, you've already pointed to several folks that you've kind of learned from along the way. But I, I always want to spend time giving flowers because you and I are fans of, <laughs> of, of a lot of different people. So let's give some flowers. Who's Who out there from a video content standpoint, beyond what you've already mentioned, because I always like to just get some specific names out there that we can help promote because we believe in what they're doing. What kind of, uh, what kind of brands, individuals are you seeing out there producing video content that's drawing you in and, and, and maybe even giving you some ideas for stuff you're doing? One of the uh, one of the early ones was a guy named Frank Kern. He's big nice. in the online marketing industry, and he put out a video called "How to Create Your Perfect Day." And mm -hmm. so you could actually probably go find that on YouTube somewhere. That I mean, it's just it's absolutely a masterclass in something that was there wasn't. I, there may have been a call to action at the end. I don't know, but like I go watch that video every two two or three years just because I'm like. It's just a good piece of content, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he stole that content from somebody else. But like <laughs> Frank made it his own, sure. And 
I go, I, even though I know where that content probably originated from at this point, I'm not watching that other person's stuff. I'm watching Frank's because Frank's the person that introduced that content to me. And so Frank Kern is an absolute excellent person to follow in terms of that. Somebody else that I think is incredibly good at this um, is Charlie Puth. Charlie oh. Puth is a musician that uh, you've probably heard him on the radio. He's got some pretty big songs. But Charlie um, does some great videos on like TikTok, YouTube, things like that, where he shows you how he builds a song from scratch. <laughs> and he's really showing you the magic behind what he does. And it's really educational as a, from a musician standpoint. But it makes me want to listen to more of Charlie's stuff just because yeah. I'm like, I, I, Charlie taught me something. Like Charlie has a different place in my head from before because Charlie's really not my type of music usually. But like Charlie taught me something. So like I'm, I'm in his quarter. Yeah. Another person that is incredibly, incredibly good at um, video content in terms of like how the sausage gets made is Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm leaning towards musicians, but like go find some stuff where Taylor Swift is going through her songwriting process and sort of the frustrating nature of what that looks like watching her create songs. Um, and you'll see that like this is why she brings people in a lot closer. Um, if I had to get into you know, some more like small business examples. Um, I would absolutely point, you know, you all to that Shake Shack video. Mm -hmm. um, just absolutely amazing in how those cats gave out one of their secret recipes and just they probably sold a ton of more product from giving out a secret recipe. And I think those are, are some big ones for me that I really think about. I'm like, you know, everybody can do this no matter the level. It's just about showing people how you do what you do. And yeah, I mean, I, I would give props to those people all day. I'm so glad you said Charlie Puth because I totally agree. I came across something he did the other day and he was putting a song together and he literally closed the door and heard it creak. And he went, wait. That I can I can incorporate that, and then he did something else, and these are just like standard things he's doing around his house. But he hears a sound, and he's mm -hmm. like, "This is how I can do it." But that what you said at the end there is absolutely perfectly right. It's them sharing with their folks, which obviously is already creating engagement, kind of a collaboration uh, with their fans. But it's showing them how they do what they do, and it's the same thing from a chiropractor or for a pizza restaurant or whatever it is. If you can share that, it's really really cool, man. I'm glad we got to talk about this today. I think it's it's easy to see the sheer amount of video content that that's put in front of us these days, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or TikTok. But being able to put a face on your business, and you talked about this earlier, putting a face on your business, your brand, while also letting you know, kind of your personality shine, can make such such a huge difference. I think it's such a good conversation to have.